You're listening to the Discriminology Podcast, the podcast that arms you with the knowledge and the tools to dismantle discrimination. With me, one of your hosts, Malik Silah. Yes. Okay. Hi. Hello. What's up? How's everyone doing? Welcome back to Discriminology, episode two, uh, with your co-host. I'm Sid. I'm Malik. I'm Sandra. Um, and we're back. Yes. This episode is called Read the Room. If you haven't already, before you keep listening, if you haven't tuned into our intro episode that we dropped um, last week, please go check that out before you listen to this one. Get to know us a little bit. Um, and then come on back. We'd love to have you. So this episode's title is Read the Room, and we'll be talking about BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, We'll be diving into the true meaning of the Black Lives Matter movement, um, how it came about, why it's happening, um, what it means, all those good things. Uh, We'll be talking about uh, the term All Lives Matter and how that came about also and what that term means in relation to this movement. Um, and we're giving, giving some context, some information, some anecdotal uh, tidbits here and there uh, about this movement. But that's what today's episode is about. We're talking about BLM because Black Lives Matter, period. So, Word. I think a good place to start is just protests in general, because recently we definitely had um, widespread protests in regards to COVID and anyone that had access to a television saw that it wasn't reacted to by the federal government in the same manner which the Black Lives Matter protests were um, reacted to. So let's start there. Uh, What do you think about that, Sid? Yeah, so I definitely think, um, but before I get into that, I do want to allude to what Malik just said about protests in general, um, because I do want to make it known to our listeners that uh, while this movement in particular, the Black Lives Matter movement is I don't even want to say relatively new because it's not, but the sort of hype and media coverage and all that around it is somewhat new. Protesting and in general, um, these injustices and racial injustice, racism in this country is not in the least bit new. This has been going on for actual generations. Um, right. Literally, our family, our grandparents, parents, 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 parents have been protesting these similar and other issues in this country. People have been protesting climate change, all types of things. Protesting is not new to our society, which I'm sure yeah, I just want to make that clear. But with Black Lives Matter, um, I definitely think it was <laughs> interesting, to say the least, um, to see kind of how not so much why people were protesting like this whole COVID thing and like felt the need to protest wearing masks and like quarantining themselves. But what was more surprising to me was the reaction by the government or lack thereof, um, was the reaction or lack thereof by the police and by um, authoritative figures because it was almost, almost, it was alarming, I I was. I was alarmed at how lackadaisical or nonchalant um, the police and the government was fully armed protesters by the way with all types of guns assault rifles and other military grade equipment um right weapons walking up to these government buildings um posing much more of a threat and definitely toggling the line between peaceful protest and not peaceful protest um and it was definitely alarming to see how how much how how much of a lack of reaction there was from 
the, a negative reaction from the government, from police to those protests that were clearly not only BS, let's just be honest, but also a little bit violent and also a little bit threatening. Um, so. And even, let's say you were part of the camp that was against the Black Lives Matter protests. You wanted people out of the streets. If that's your position, you should have had the same position in regards to the COVID protesters. I mean, you know, our, um, our First Amendment right protects our right, freedom to speech, press, and right to peacefully assemble and protest. So I, I would just look for our viewers to be consistent in their views. Like you can't just take one protest and say, oh, they don't have a right to stand up for their right, but then, you know, give clearance for people to stand up for their right to not wear a mask. It's, it, it's kind of hypocritical. Uh, Sandra, do you have anything to add to that? Um, yeah, I just think with going with that, it was just crazy to see how all of it unfold because even like with our protests, we, um, we were again being peaceful and things like that. And, you know, you still have those counter protests and there's really no way of avoiding it. Right. Right. I literally, Sandra literally just made me think about the counter protests in Merrick, Long Island in response to the Black Lives Matter, um, peaceful. Yes. yes. There were no counter protests to the COVID protesters at all. Zero counter protests to COVID. Mind you, there is evidence and footage of these people walking up to buildings with guns and military weapons. There was zero counter protests. It's very interesting. It's like what? But yet people were so itchy to, to stand in the street, hollering, throwing stuff, cussing, saying all types of things to people who are peacefully protesting um, racial injustice. It's just mind-blowing. It really was. No, yeah, for sure. Um, even even a scenario where citizens were gassed um, when uh, the president went to go take that photo op and none of the COVID protesters were met with any type of physical force or harm. And there's numerous accounts of BLM protesters being physically harmed and, for lack of better words, attacked in, in certain scenarios. Um, so I think we just want to bring to light that there's that's really the first example on this show of like blatant hypocrisy. Um, the only difference between the two protests were the subject matter and what the protesters were fighting for. But I also want to talk about the elephant in the room because I think that we should about another factor that made the response to these two protests what very different. What is the elephant in the room? Los Blanquitos. For those who don't speak Spanish, that means white people. Because I will tell you this right now. If the people protesting COVID with army weapons and guns and loaded clips walking up to government buildings hooting and hollering. We're black. We're black. I guarantee you that the number of people injured from COVID protests would not be zero. Number of people arrested from COVID protests would not be zero. Number of people tear gassed from COVID protests would not be zero. So that is also a big, the big elephant in the room about why the response and the out and the outlook and the perception of these two different protests was so widely different. I think that brings us right into the all lives matter and the blue lives matter and all those hashtags you see. So the main, the main backlash to black lives matter is all lives matter and bluntly put, uh, no life should matter over anyone else's. Right. Um, Sandra, do you have something to add to that before we get into my favorite way to explain this so a lot of people will be like oh yeah all lives matter yeah we know that but if there is a fire and the house is on fire and the fire department comes 
Do you see the fire department spraying the whole neighborhood down with water? You don't. You see the fire department spraying water on the house on fire. So, boom, there you go. That's what we're talking about. Um, I just wanted to say, I think the main thing that Sandra's touching on, we can list over a conglomerate of examples of why this makes sense, but the real the real variable here is context. Um, context by definition means to fully understand the circumstances that form a setting for an event statement idea, um, which it can be fully understood and assessed. To me, when, when someone says all lives matter um, from the perspective of a black male, two things run through my mind. It's either there's a disconnect in terms of not understanding the context of the situation that brought us here and brought that terminology to light, or that person does know exactly what's going on, has the proper context, and, you know, frankly, just doesn't care. And it's just going to be opposing to that anyway. Because I, I, I wanted to touch on that. I wanted to, I wanted to make this very clear, because um, I think there's also, there's a lot of, like, confusion and, and um, back and forth about the All Lives Matter thing because of this point that I'm, that I'm going to make. Like Sandra said, everybody, all lives obviously matter, right? all human, human life matters, all humans matter. It does not matter what you look like, right? But the reason, and, and people who say all lives matter, right? We'd like to think are not saying that to be overtly racist, but the problem with this all lives matter response to the Black Lives Matter movement is that it's a response to the Black Lives Matter movement. It's almost like a, it's a counter argument. It's a, but wait a minute, it's a no, it's a, it's a, what's the word? It's a, it is, defacing the meaning of the movement because you're saying it in, as a negative response to what we're trying to say. They're trying to get you, us off topic and that's not... You're saying all lives matter when we're trying to focus on a specific group that clearly, whose lives clearly do not matter in this context mm -hmm. is, is inherently racist because all lives cannot matter if a group in that, in that all is not being treated right or it does not matter in the eyes of society with that is i feel like even like how we were talking about before with like the covid protests opposed to the blm protests it's evident it's right here how it's like only the blm got backlash so it's like proven facts within the span of a month you know like we have facts here and that's what we're really speaking upon and not only that um i think that parlays us right into blue lives matter now in later episodes, we'll touch in depth regarding the police and how policing needs to be adjusted or, you know, further detail because that warrants its own episode. But in terms of Blue Lives Matter, if you are of the camp, like if you're a person that says all lives matter, you can't have a Blue Lives Matter sticker on your bumper either because your whole argument against Black Lives Matter is that all lives matter. So if you don't have a problem with all lives matter, nor blue lives matter, the only word you have a problem with is the word black. And you have to be objective about that. Easy, Malik. Easy. Absolutely. And that's what makes everything about this, the all lives matter, the statement, the response, that's what makes it inherently racist. You're pro it's proving, you are proving, whether you're doing it blatantly or subconsciously or on purpose or not, that the only issue you have with the phrase is the word black. And that is what we are trying to convey and get everyone to understand that is the problem that people have with this movement. It's the, it's the fact that the word that we're talking about, we're shining light on is the word black. So we're black. Um, in most scenarios, it is the word black that people have an issue with because I've 
and obviously this isn't based off fact. This is my anecdotal experience. The only opposition I've ever seen to Blue Lives Matter is from people that look like me. I've, you hear the terminology, people not liking Black Lives Matter, but there's never, All Lives Matter was a response to Black Lives Matter. It wasn't a response to Blue Lives Matter. And with the logic of All Lives Matter, it should be a response to any variable of that group in front of Lives Matter. It shouldn't just be targeted towards Black Lives Matter. And it, it all goes back to context. If you are one of these people that, that you know, coined the terms all lives matter, you have to really ask yourself, am I a person that's well-versed, well-read, and fully understand systematic oppression in this country? Do I know all the history of this country well enough to have such a strong opinion? If you don't, which most of us don't, even, even the three of us are still learning as we go because this isn't widely covered in school thoroughly in a manner in which it should be. So if you are of a person that's not super well-versed in this subject matter, it's almost irresponsible to have such a strong opinion to something before you listen to the perspectives of everyone around you and do your own research. And Absolutely. And with that research to, to right, alluding, kind of piggybacking off what you just said, Malik, um, you know, if you are not well-versed on this, on this particular topic, whether you do not, you're not familiar with protesting, you have, you don't really protest, um, you don't really understand why people, why people are protesting, you know, you're not really versed on like the whole culture around protesting and around, you know, quiet, peacefully protesting and gathering and talking about these issues. Looking back in history, like Malik just said, you know, there, protesting is not new to this country. You can look at this country's history and a plethora of protests across all The country is founded on protesting. The American Revolution arised from protesting the British government. That's why it's protected under the very first amendment. Right. And so when it comes to injustice and racism in America, you know, all if you this is and this is fact, this is not anecdote, okay? The protesting racism specifically in this country has almost always been met with not only opposition but with violence, with yes. death, injury, the march across in Selma, across the bridge, was peaceful. The sit-ins that Black people used to do at these yep. only establishments, Rosa Parks, all of these protests were peaceful demonstrations and were peaceful, not all gatherings, but peaceful protests. And were all met with the same, or along the lines of the same reaction, hosing, dogs being let out, jail, you know, so... That gave wings to the civil rights movement because, you know, that, that scene you're referring to with the dogs and the fire hoses, that was called on television. And that was one of the first time as a nation we saw, you know, what was going on. It's kind of weird to see how history repeats itself where we actually saw, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no getting around George Floyd's death. It was a blatant murder on TV. And I think the same, the same way that it was caught on TV with the civil rights movement is what sparked this to happen again. What I want to make clear is a lot of people that are against the protesting in general usually beg the question, why, why is everyone so upset? Um, a lot, of, a lot of, what I hear, of what I hear is, you know, I understand this one, but it's not just this one. A lot of people don't realize that this is a, an aggregation of event after event after event after event. And George Floyd is honestly for most of us, I'll speak for myself, a tipping point, not necessarily a starter. Sanjay, do you have something for that? No, I just think it's the, um, the reaction of when voices aren't heard, you know, and people don't really understand that. So they think it's just like, 
oh, everyone's just like acting out, but really it's, you know, they've been trying to have their voices heard for so long and it's, nothing's working. Right. Right. So I think the silver lining in the death of George Floyd that makes his death stand out from other people, other black people who have been killed at the hands of the police um, is that his death in particular, I think really sparked something in a lot of people. I think it really touched and grabbed people in a different way than in past events. And I think with his death, um, not only his actual death being televised and, and you know, caught on camera for everyone to, to watch, um, I think that the response um, from white people who maybe are allies of the movement, have been allies of the movement, or white people who maybe weren't allies of the movement, of this movement before, but this really woke them up about what's going on now. Um, I think this, that, that is kind of the, the, the difference um, that makes George Floyd's death kind of stand out. Um, and it, it is a positive thing because, you know, I, we've, see, we've seen the response to his death and people marched literally in every single state, I think, right? In every single state in the country, there were, there were protests over this. World. And right. other countries. I've never seen civil rights, American civil rights issues um, in other countries. Yeah, worldwide. And even like, if you look here on Long Island, like we, we had like every town had a different protest, a different day. And there was a lot going on. And yeah, like you said before, like people woke up and it's about time because things really need to be done and they should have been done, but people are finally waking up. Especially in Long Island, that's not to be taken lightly. I mean, this is going to be covered in depth in, late, in later episodes, but Long Island is has one of the most racially charged segregated histories within the entire country between redlining and racial steering and how loans were given out and and the foundation of Long Island was was to put bluntly to escape black people entering New York City so a lot of people don't know that history about Long Island so for such intense demonstrations to occur in a in a racially charged place that's it's powerful and we'll definitely go into all that on another episode too, because there's so much we need to talk about with the redlining. Right. And all that. So, but yeah, so it's a big deal on Long Island that even the past few months of events have gone down because of the history that's gone with it. Right. Of course. So do you have anything? Yeah, I just wanted to, I kind of just wanted to um, like circle back as I guess as like a tie-in uh, to, to make it clear. I, I, I like what you said before, Malik, about, you know, it, I find that it's the people who have such a quick or overt, like negative response to the Black Lives Matter movement are usually people who aren't, aren't educated or versed on this movement and, and, and history, the history of all the other movements. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we said in the beginning in our intro, like we, like we said when we put this podcast out, we want our listeners to form their own opinions and we want them to we, to, we want you all to educate yourselves and form your own opinions on the topics that we discuss but you really can't do that if you don't have the information to start with so i think i think it's important for everyone listening to ask yourselves and the people around you your friends family whoever coworkers, whoever it is you know if you are somebody or someone that you know um who is you know screaming from the rooftops all lives matter all lives matter in response to what's going on ask yourself and ask them, do you really understand, like really, really from a deep rooted level, understand historically why, what this movement is and why this movement is happening. And then at the end of that, you still feel like all eyes matter and you don't care and whatever, that's, 
it's important that you understand that while this move, this particular death, George Floyd, I mean, um, sparked something really special in our country. Um, like Malik said, I agree that this was really just the tip of the iceberg. Like this is not the start. Um, and it's important that you understand the the history behind why these movements happen, um, and that and the fact that they have been happening for generations for a reason. This isn't none of this is coincidence. It's not a coincidence that people have been protesting racial injustice in our country for like tens and tens and tons and twenties and thirties and forties, fifty years. Okay, like this, it's not a coincidence. There's a reason for it, and it's going to keep happening for as long as this issue is still prevalent. And so, understand that. Um, and make sure that your peers and family and friends understand that before they're so quick to, uh, you know, scream all lives matter at somebody walking down the street with a George Floyd sign. Right. There. I think that's a, that's a great way to tie things together. Um, the only thing that I want to circle back to is, you know, again, as we covered in the first episode on this show, we're not going to tell you how to think or what conclusion to come to. We're just going to present different perspectives to you. Um, but you have to be aware if you are a person that's going to continue to, you know, say all lives matter and these other forms of counter protests, you have to be okay with how that is going to be perceived from, you know, the people around you. Um, a lot of, it, it connotes a lack of understanding and, or it, it connotes insensitivity and, and inability to read the room. You sound ignorant, basically. More or less, you sound pretty ignorant. Um, so you have to accept that if you are going to continue down that path, um, to capacity, because as Sydney was saying, um, racial prejudice, um, we have a very charged racial history in this country. It's down to the framework and the building blocks and the origin of our country. It's written into our constitution. You know, that's just the truth. Um, I'm not really giving you an opinion. I'm just citing historical documents and, and data. So you know, with that being said, as Sydney was saying, just, you know, before you continue down that path, I would just encourage you to stop, think about it a little bit, you know, do some further research beyond our podcast or there's a lot of material out there. There's a lot of documentaries, even on Netflix that present it in an entertaining fashion. Yeah. On Netflix, there's a whole like Black Lives Matter um as soon as you sign on, it's right there. So it's, it's easy. It's literally right there. So there's no reason not to educate yourself and then, um, then form your own opinions. Of course. Um, I just want to touch on what we're going to cover in the next episode. So we brought up history a lot here. Um, we're going to have a special guest who's actually a history teacher that's going to explain how all of this came to be from a historical standpoint in terms of protests, um, you know, the violence, uh, the hot topic of the looting that was um, prevalent in the media for weeks and how that kind of took attention away from the movement itself. Um, we just want to give historical context to that. Um, so next week's episode is going to be a lot more history cited data, fact-based um, in terms of not just protests and rioting from an American standpoint, but just a world history standpoint, just to give a, you know, a bird's eye perspective on how to uh, digest that media. I'm excited. I'm really excited. Um, yeah. Yeah, we're getting down to the facts. Yeah, we're getting right down to the nitty gritty. Um, Enlisted. I'm happy this is next week's episode because I'm ready to talk about this. Yeah. I'm ready to talk about this. Yeah, me too. Me too. And, I, and I'm really glad that we have uh, 
someone that does history for a living coming onto the show. So I'm really excited for that. It's just, is everyone ready for us? That's the question. <laughs> oh, they're ready. They're not ready. You're right. Sandra, Sandra's right. They're not ready. Y'all not ready. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a week to get ready though, so. Yeah, you got some time. Um, with all that being said, thank you for tuning into the first official episode, you know, content-based episode of the Discriminology yeah. Podcast. We appreciate the support and we're looking forward to you continuing to follow us. Oh, and don't forget, Black Lives Matter. Later, y'all. See ya. They sure do. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Discriminology Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and to follow us on Instagram at Discriminology underscore podcast or on Facebook at Discriminology Podcast. Until next time, peace.